You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, I'm Seth Peterson. Hi, I'm Debbie Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Doris Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets. We have a big show planned for you today. John Patch, your host. Getting himself ready. Dr. Adriana is here as well. Hi, how are you? Welcome, how are you? Good, good. How's everybody out there? Hey. So we are getting the show ready. A lot going on. And this is Talking Pets, and you can hear me now. Once again, I'm John Patch. Dr. O. How are you? I'm good. Once again, you are listening to Talking Pets, and we want to talk to you, so pick up the phone and give us a call. Well, the number is 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. And, of course, joining us from East West Animal Hospital out of Tampa Bay, Florida, is... Dr. O. Looking lovely, as always. Thank you. A little confusion there. <laughs> That's the fun part about it. If people want to tune into our webcast, they can watch it on the webcast and watch me freak out because my mic wasn't working. <laughs> it was pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't know, this mic for some reason, the, uh, the buttons always change, but I don't touch them. Seriously, I do not touch these You're buttons. You're the only one that you touches them. You are the mic. button controller. No, no, no. You on are the, the button man, yeah, Mr. Bob here. Page, executive over producer. Here in this little box. <laughs> the little box. These are my buttons. No, whoever took the mic down may have, maybe, might have, you know, and some people always, you know, chip in. <laughs> <laughs> well, the number is 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. You can tell we're live on the radio. But we want to welcome on a very special guest uh, onto the program. And uh, he is the author, of course, of Curious Critters. Now, this is a book by David Fitzsimmons, and it's a really cool book. You know, David is actually um, an award-winning freelance photographer and writer, as well as a university professor. He photographs and writes for various magazines, including Outdoor Photographer, Popular Photography, and Shutterbug, newspapers and online publications. And his over 100 calendar credits include numerous titles from Brown Trout and Barnes & Noble. And of course, we want to welcome on to the program right now, Mr. David Fitzsimmons. Hey, John. Adrian, hey, David, how, are how are you? Are you watching us on the webcam? Did you see our confusion going on? I did. I saw that. That was pretty cool. It was nuts. <laughs> it's it's called it's called slap my producer's hand because he's supposed to test the mics before you go on the air. Okay, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> it looks like some of the pandemonium when I'm shooting some of these animals, John. You know, that's the weird part is that you know people just don't realize like when you're live and radio, television, or photography, anything can happen. You got that right. And it's very true. And you know, right off the bat, I got to introduce you to Dr. Adriano O. It's a pleasure, David. Hello, Adrian. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. And, of course, our producer over there, Mr. Bob Page. Bob. Hi, hi hello, Bob. <laughs> he knows I love him. Um, but, you know, with this, right off the bat, I want to get into like the photography. Of course, you're a photographer, and the, and the pictures in this book are astounding. But Adriana's got the page right open to one of the scariest ones in this entire book, I think. And when you were talking about things could go wrong... We were talking about Adriana's like, I don't think I'd want to get close to this creature, 
but it's actually the jumping spider. That jumping spider is pretty cool. The amazing thing is, you know, I've taken these pictures, and you're right up close and personal with them. It looks huge, but the jumping spiders are actually about the size of your fingernail. They're rather small animals, and, and in fact, quite curious. They come right up in your face, quite like it looks like in this picture. With the, uh, And in fact, those of you in the radio audience can't see the picture, but uh, many spiders actually have eight eyes, and so this one's looking right up at you from the page with, you can see, five of its eyes already. Five of its eyes. So how many eyes? Well, it's got two big ones in the front, a couple, a pair of smaller ones on the side, and then two way out at the side, and there are actually two in the back. You know that story where your mom always said she could see with the eyes in the back of her head? Well, the spider can actually do that. It's got eyes that can see nearly in every direction. I'm so not a, a spider fan, though. I mean, I like Spider-Man the movie, but... <laughs> You know, John, I have a, a, my own fear of spiders. There are a few animals that really sort of uh, I, I feel a little uncomfortable around. Spiders are one of them, and I always try to face my fears, so I, I try to photograph spiders and, and learn about them. And I think the more I do it, the, the, the better I feel. And I find that with any of these animals, the more I learn about them, um, the closer I feel to them. Is that why you kind of wrote this book, Curious Creatures? Well, I really wanted to uh, show people neat aspects of animals. Many of these animals uh, are common animals, but sometimes we overlook them. But to make it a children's book, I really wanted to introduce children um, to these animals at a young age. My belief is if we get to know these animals and appreciate them, learn about them as, as, when we're young, then when we grow older, um, we tend to respect them and, and take care of them. We conserve nature. Very true. Now, Curious Critters, I mean, with this book, you uh, who's the publisher on this? Well, I actually self-published it. Um, cool. It takes about three years with one of the big publishers to produce it, and they do a great job. Um, but I wanted to bring it to market quickly, so I started my own company, Wild Iris. So it's a uh, self. I brought in a lot of experts, uh, formerly working with Dorling Kindersley. The company does the white background books, and they're they're fabulous. Um, and and professional editors to help me with the book, including my mom, who's also a, a professional editor. Now I know actually you have a website which is uh, curious-critters.com, correct? That's right, curious-critters.com. It's got uh, sample pictures from the book. So those of you out there listening, if you're near a computer, you can actually check it out, the, the sample flipping book pages, um, all kinds of activities, coloring pages for kids, word searches, and for teachers. Uh, there's information about how to, to correlate to classroom activities. And for everybody um, you know, listening right now, you can actually go onto our website, of course, talkinpets.com, no G in the talkin, T-A-L-K-I-N, pets.com. And in our news section there on the homepage, you'll see the, uh, that's a, what is that, a toad on the front? That's a gray tree frog. That's a tree frog. Beautiful colors. And the opening page, the first two pages, show a frog and a toad. And scientifically, frogs and toads are very similar to each other. There's not much of a difference. But there are some distinctions we make, and that's one of the things I try to do in this book is help kids learn. Uh, for example, frogs tend to have wet and slimy skin, and toads tend to be drier and tend to have more bumpy skin. So the American bullfrog and the American toad. That's right. Do they give warts? Is that true? It's not true, and in fact, in the little, uh, the little, each of the animals, I let the animal sort of talk for itself as if it were talking during the uh, portrait session I had, and in the American Toad, he begins by saying, it's just not true. I don't give people warts when they touch me. And that fairy tale about a princess kissing a frog, bah, it's rubbish. Why wouldn't anyone want to kiss a toad? Have you kissed a toad before? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to give a tip of my cap here. Um, my wife, Olivia, uh, a naturalist here in the Ohio State Park System, uh, now a stay-at-home mom but formerly a naturalist, she helped me write that American Toad piece. She's been very instrumental in putting this book together. You actually have a lot of educational stuff in the book, you know, um, not only for kids but adults as well. 
Well, I try to gear the book. You know, the marketing folks say you need to write a book for a certain age, and you know, so we've targeted, say, to ages four to eight. But truthfully, I'm finding that uh, people of all ages appreciate the photography, and there's content in the back that adds uh, sort of more detailed natural history information for older readers as well. So I think what we're finding now that the book hit the market about two weeks ago, um, the people of all ages are really enjoying the book. Now, you said this is self-published, of course, but can they find it in bookstores? Can they find it? On, I know they can find it online on your website, but can they find the book in the bookstores as well? Absolutely. You can get it through any bookstore. Uh, it's sold through online retailers, and it's also carried by many gift shops. And, uh, and pretty much any place that gets books, if they don't have it, just ask them to order Curious Critters by David Fitzsimmons. You know, I was goofing around the other day in my office with my, my cell phone. You know, like, and you can take pictures on the cell phone and... My cat was laying there on the floor, and I had your book leaning up against some other books in my office, and they were at the same level. And my cat just looked over at the book, and when I took the picture, I've got to put it up on my website eventually, but when I took the picture, it looked like she was looking at the frog going, you know, what do you want? <laughs> it was like it was like a perfect picture. It was really cute. You know, I would imagine as being a photographer, sometimes when you don't mean to do something and take that shot, that it ends up being one of the best. Well, you know, it's kind of funny if you talk about this whole series. It sort of had a funny beginning. Um, I work as a Sigma Pro Shooter, the, the company Sigma makes cameras and lenses, and they wanted to have an advertisement with some wildlife. And, you know, most animals are shot in their natural settings, and I do a lot of photography with animals' natural settings. But for their uh, print advertisements in a magazine, uh, Sigma said, why don't you um, give us an, an animal against a white background? This is my director, Dave Metz. And I said, sure, I, I can do that for you. I thought he was a little crazy at first. I thought, you know, I'm used to, you know, spent my whole career figuring out what kind of background should be behind him. But he was absolutely right. As soon as I started shooting him and saw that white background, it was so plain and clear. The ads were great, and as soon as we saw how well the ads worked... It just makes it punch? Oh, it absolutely... Hold on. And, it, and, you know, when you've got... David, average- hold on to that thought. We've got to take a break. We'll come right back with David Fitzsimmons. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. The Boo Boo Loon Pet Recovery Collar is an innovative inflatable product that comfortably restricts pets from harming most surgical wounds, skin disorders, and obsessive licking or scratching. It's the humane alternative to the hard plastic cone and other devices. The Boo Boo Loon is easy to use and designed to be soft, fully adjustable, and pillow-like, allowing for unrestricted vision and complete freedom of movement. Sizes range from extra small to extra large. So join the Boo Boo Lucian. Become a Boo Boo Buddy on Facebook or check out boobooloon.com. B-O-O-B-O-O-L-O-O-N.com. Is the coast clear? Yes. Let's go. Are you sure they went to Petco? Where else would they go? Oopsie. Hey, calm down. I smell presents. <gasps> go to PetLifeRadio.com slash Petco and get up to 40% off hundreds of holiday items at Petco. PetLifeRadio.com slash Petco. Uh-oh, step on it. Okay. Oh, not on my tail. <laughs> Petco, where the pets go. Hi, this is Ken Jones from the Prince of Ponds podcast. The frogs are shaking the shakers, the turtles are hitting the slapsticks, and the koi are blowing the trumpets. It's party time here at Prince of Ponds. Out under the swaying palm trees, the pond fairies are kicking up their heels and spinning in delight in the twilight. Here on Pet Life Radio, it's time to celebrate the magic of ponds, waterfalls, fountains, and water gardens at the Prince of Ponds podcast. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
A man purchased a venomous black mamba snake at an interstate exit in South Georgia. What could possibly go wrong? With the Talk About News Brief, I'm Bob Page. Wildlife authorities are investigating after a 22-year-old man was bitten by a venomous black mamba while he was trying to purchase a snake at an interstate exit. Keep in mind, the black mamba has a reputation as one of the most deadliest snakes. John K. Rosenbaum of Jacksonville, Florida, was bitten during the sale this week along I-95 in Georgia. Rosenbaum was taken to two different hospitals, Southeast Georgia Health and Systems Camden Hospital, before being transported to Shands in Jacksonville. Shands officials say he has been discharged, though, and Georgia authorities say no one in the state has a wild animal license for black mamas, and nor does Rosenbaum. Violators of this can get up to a year in jail and a $1,000 fine. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Bob Page. Critters on the ceiling, critters on the wall, critters in the corner, critters in the hall, critters in the bathtub. And what do you think? This morning eight critters was a-sleeping in my seat. Ellie Mae! Ellie Mae! Ellie Mae! Oh, Ellie Mae! Listen to your paw, Ellie Mae. We'll have to leave this mansion and move to a ranch and... No, no, Pa, they don't mind if we stay. And you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. Dr. O. From East West Animal Hospital out of Tampa Bay, Florida. You know that's a spoof on Beverly Hillbillies, right? <laughs> you know that? No, you that Beverly is Hillbillies? the yes. Beverly Hillbillies. Back in the day. That's not like the... That's not the... Is it really? Yeah. I've never heard that version. It's on the Beverly Hillbillies soundtrack. Wow. That wasn't the opening, though. No. No, 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 not the opening. Oh, but... It was uh, a song that the Beverly Hillbillies did on their soundtrack. It actually... Yeah, I guess, yeah, it does sound like them. I always liked Granny. Everybody liked Granny. She was hysterical. Although, didn't we have... Didn't we interview... Um, yeah, didn't we? In Orlando, Florida, we interviewed... Um, what's her name? Pigtailed one. Ellie May? Ellie May. She was on the show with us. I think so. A couple years ago. Yeah. She, yeah, she's she a big was animal the, person. She's not Ellie May anymore to me. No. <laughs> Ellie Grandma May. <laughs> uh, you're not too far behind yourself. <laughs> 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. We're speaking with David Fitzsimmons. He's the author, of course, of Curious Critters. Great book out there. You can find it online. You can find it in bookstores. And you can go to uh, David's website, which is curious-critters.com. Uh, but we were talking about the photography, David. And, and sorry we had to go out to a break there. But... Basically, you were taking, like, um, Adriana and I were talking about, you take the pictures of these animals, and then you kind of put them onto a bat or, or a white background. Is that how that works? So you're taking a picture of them in their natural state? Yeah, I, I shoot them against a white backdrop inside what's called a light tent. Imagine a cube that's three feet in every direction covered with an opaque material. I use this uh, something called a Lastolite cube light tent. And inside I put a curved white surface, and then I just use a couple studio flashes typically or a couple of the Sigma flashes if I'm on the road right inside the, the tent. And that provides enough light to capture the animal. And I try to create that nice little soft shadow below it, which creates a sense of a depth. Uh, so it looks like a three-dimensional photograph. Cool. Well, we're going to give away one of your books right now to a lucky listener, and um, David's actually going to autograph it for you as well. So the uh, first call to come in to Matt, our producer there, at 866-606-TALK. 
That's 866-606-8255 is going to get a complimentary copy of the book, and it's called Curious Critters, and that book is coming out to the first call that comes in, and like I said, David will autograph it as well. 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255, and of course, if you have any questions, we welcome them on as well. You know, Bobby was just talking about, um, did a little story there on a snake that some idiot bought that was one of the most, uh, you know, poisonous out there. But what about the fox snake that you uh, photographed here? Are they dangerous or no? No, actually, it's a constrictor, and I was working with I work with a lot of partners in science, and uh, in this case, a woman named Kristen Stanford, who's been helping protect an endangered species called the Lake Erie water snake, which she and others have brought back uh, from the brink of extinction, uh, or in, in, not the uh, brink of extinction, but it was certainly endangered to pro- probably being pulled off the list soon. And so I was working with her, and I said, "Say, could I borrow a couple specimens?" And so she helped me. Um, and this particular snake, the fox snake, is found around the Great Lakes. There are two, an eastern and a western. And uh, I wanted to convey the idea of it being a constrictor, unlike that black mamba that he was talking about that uh, that uh, kills with venom. The constrictors uh, subdue their prey by encircling them and holding them. And so I wanted to show that. So what I did was actually wrap the snake under my hand in a coil and got above it and photographed it. And for those of you uh, on the air here, uh, just imagine a coiled snake looking down over the top of it, and that with a little white opening in the center where the tail reaches its coil. And that's to, to convey the idea. I believe photography conveys a message, and the message here is that this is a snake that wraps around its prey. Um, and hopefully that's what I conveyed it to children. They learn about how you know all these animals Animals are different in, in different ways. How cooperative was this uh, animal to uh, photograph? Adrian, that's a good question. This particular one, because it's been handled a lot in, in education situations, she works with a lot of audiences and a lot of children, um, it's used to being handled. So when I wrapped it around, it held that position for maybe three to five seconds, enough for me to, I think, think it three photographs um, before it slithered away. But a lot, as you probably know, Adriana, from working with small animals, <laughs> these snakes can be pretty crazy, and some of them uh, don't hold still for a second. Yeah. At East West Animal Hospital, do you get any snakes in there? Not not for about a year. It's not as often as we used to, you know, see snakes. Because a lot of people mm-hmm. are into them. Yeah. You know, uh, personally, but, uh, I think they're pretty cool. Yeah. Not that I would want one, but... You, you have to be responsible Would you want to have one of these animals. The number is 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Pick up the phone, give us a call. And like I said, we're going to give out a book to the uh, lucky winner out there. Just call Matt, our producer, at 866-606-8255. And, of course, the book is yours. Curious Critters, it's by David Fitzsimmons. We're speaking with him right now. And, you know, what made you choose, actually, David, on which animals you were going to put in Curious Critters? That's a good question, John. Um, I have over 200 shots uh, right now that I've been doing this and continue to make the collection grow. But what I wanted to do was try to create a collection that would be diverse yet focused. And so what we decided on were North American animals. And so all of these are found, and they're common animals across North America. So you get to know, say, a screech owl, which many people hear. Um, probably the most uncommon of them, actually, is the bush katydid. And katydids are quite frequently seen or heard, particularly heard, but what makes the bush katydid so unusual is this is a rare pink color morph. Um, Katydids every now and then can uh, show up being either, uh, they can either be uh, pink or other two possible colors, orange or yellow. Um, So this is a very recessive trait, so that's probably the most rare, but the rest of them are very common animals across North America. You know, I, I notice in the book, too, when you have separate pages of each one of these critters, and then all of a sudden, in the towards the end of the book, I think it is, um, you actually have, which is kind of cool, you have another picture of them, 
and then their natural history. So that's uh, a lot of good information in there for people to read. And, of course, if you go out and purchase the book, what's it sell for? 1995, John. So it's 1995. If you want to get it online or, or else go to your bookstores, you can get it. Curious Critters. David, don't go away. We're going to take a little break, and we continue on with David Fitzsimmons. He's the author of Curious Critters. And like I said, we're giving away a copy of the book at 866-606-8255. 866-606-TALK, and if you've got a question about these critters or any of those critters out there, or photography, pick up the phone, give us a call, 866-606-8255. We want to talk with you. Once again, I'm John Patch. Dr. O. And you can uh, tune into us right here also on our webcam, and you can watch us on there live at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com, TalkinPets.com, and join us on our Facebook and Twitter as well. But once again, you are listening to... Talking pets. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. It's the holidays at PetSmart, so come one and all. There are hundreds of gifts for pets big and pets small. Toys only at PetSmart, so special and new. They'll love the gifts. You'll love the value. Hurry to PetSmart today for your very best friend and save 30 to 50% before the holiday ends. The holidays are just around the corner. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. So shop early and save money. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart today. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. To order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Welcome to Bird's Eye View on Pet Life Radio. I am Dr. Lori Hess here with Dr. Michelle Ravish, and we are both bird and exotic animal veterinarians. We work at the Veterinary Center for Birds and Exotics, an all bird and exotic pet hospital in Bedford Hills, New York. And this is a show all about birds. It's a bird's eye view, and we hope you'll tune in soon. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. With this hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today, here's your host, John Patch. Out of Bradenton, Florida, some Manatee County residents will raise the issue of changing zoning rules to allow chickens in backyards at uh, the county commissioner's meeting. Chickens are currently illegal in residential neighborhoods. The nearby cities of Sarasota and Palmetto allow chickens under certain circumstances. Dr. Adriana, in Florida, are you, where you live, are you able to have chickens? Some people have them in the backyards, yes. Yeah, we, we yeah. can't have them here where I'm at because I'm, I guess, in city limits. But I'd love mm-hmm. to have chickens. I've always wanted chickens. I don't know why, but I've just wanted chickens. I, I think they're cool. I actually have quite a few patients, chicken patients, pets. Pets? Mm-hmm. Are they cool pets? Yeah. Yeah, really cool. I know you could teach chickens agility. We've covered that the one time on the show, <laughs> but... They're actually quite cool. Okay, out of Colorado Springs, uh, Colorado, animal advocates are trying to find out why some someone left dozens of rabbits along a road in Colorado Springs. 
someone spotted the white bunnies Sunday and members of the Dream Power Animal Rescue and other people helped round them up. The Human Society is offering $500 reward for information. Out of Wilmar, Minnesota, two Minnesota-grown turkeys got an official send-off at Wilmar High School before going to Washington to be pardoned Now, uh, President by P- President Obama. They came from a flock of 30 potential presidential turkeys raised by FFA members in Wilmar. Now, four students also got to go to Washington. Minnesota is the USA's top turkey producer. And in Portland, Maine, new regulations took effect Tuesday allowing processors to turn oversized lobsters from out of state into meat and tail products. Maine lobster trappers are prohibited from harvesting lobsters bigger than about 5 pounds. Shucks Maine lobster owner John Hathaway said most of the oversized lobsters come from Canada. Out of Warsaw, New York, for the first time, hunters in the southern tier will be allowed to hunt with rifles to help curb the deer population. Previously, hunters were limited to bows, handguns, and shotguns. And out of Cheyenne, Wyoming, parts of the Shoshone National Forest are off-limits to domestic goats, which some people used to haul gear into the back county. The purpose of the restriction is to protect wild bighorn sheep. Domestic sheep are and goats could uh, spread disease to bighorn sheep. And once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. O. From East West Animal Hospital out of Tampa Bay, Florida. We welcome your calls at 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. Dr. O. From East West Animal Hospital out of Tampa Bay, Florida. We're speaking with David Fitzsimmons. He is the author of Curious Critters. We welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-TALK. We have an autographed copy of the book going out to Rose from Santa Cruz, California. So congratulations, Rose. Uh, David's going to be mailing you out that book himself. So uh, you'll look forward to that. There's some awesome photography, of course, in this book. You know, Bobby's playing that little song in the background, David, and some of the uh, animal noises... What's the story about you? Um, what are some of the animal sounds in Curious Critters? Well, you know, I, I have two children, uh, a seven-year-old named Sarah and a just almost two-year-old girl named Phoebe. And I've learned that reading to young children, they love to hear animal sounds. They love to make the noises. And so I wrote a lot of animal sounds. In, and if I can humor you guys, I'll read you the blue jay, which appears early in the book. The blue jay says, I scared you with my hawk call, didn't I? You thought I was coming to get you. Actually, I'm just a jabbering jay, but I love to imitate hawks and other birds. In the wild, I love to jabber. Jay, 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 jay. Coo, coo, wheelie, wheelie. Keer, keer. All right, your task for today, David uh, Fitzsimmons, yeah. is to go to your local mall 
and walk around just making that sound. <laughs> I, think I might end up, I might be very curious. <laughs> the critters might. <laughs> yeah, but I tell you, the kids love, I, you know, I read it to kids. I, I worked, uh, just got done with a road trip out in the Pacific Northwest at the Seattle Children's Museum. And, and the kids just absolutely love, you know, being able to imitate some of these noises. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm glad I can bring this to the children across the country. That's cool. No, it's a cool awesome. book. And I mean, this this is a photog. I mean, the photography in this book is just absolutely awesome. But how long have you been a photographer? Well, I, as a child, I was a photographer. Um, you know, I, I took pictures uh, when I, I, my my two parents, Mick and Judy, were both school teachers, and we'd load up in the car with my brother Tom, my brother Jim, and we'd go across the country. And uh, so I was taking pictures. You know, we'd we'd drive for a month to different national parks. So I, as a child, I was a photographer, but started professionally uh, close to twenty years ago. And so I've been working since then um, and you know, doing magazine articles. And uh, this is my second book. Well, we have a copy of your book also going to uh, Albert in uh, Los Osos, California. So, Albert, you're getting an autographed copy from David Fitzsimmons as well. Of course, it's called Curious Critters, and it's available in your bookstores and online. And you can also check it out on TalkingPets.com. There's a write-up on the book there in our news section right on the home page, and that will link you also up with, um, with uh, David Fitzsimmons in the book Curious Critters. Uh, the pictures that are in this book, are these supposed to be, like, life-size? Well, what I've done is I've tried to make every picture on the, the book uh, measures 11 by 9.5 inches, and so and sometimes there are two-page spreads. I've blown them up as large as they can be so you can see them up close and personally. Um, so each of them is not life-size, but in the back of the book there is a two-page spread where the animal silhouettes appear life-size because against the white background you really can't tell their size. And so there you can see their actual life-size in silhouette. Um, there are also some games there, like they're different colors, and so certain colors match up with, say, insects or... Uh, reptiles and things like that. How did the like? I mean, there's so many interesting creatures in here, but like Adriana just opened up um, the one picture here of the possum, which you like those, right? Yes, I love possums. I gotta ask you, they they smell pretty bad, don't they? <laughs> this one didn't smell too badly. I was working with a nature center down in southwestern Ohio called Bruckner Nature Center, and they use these for education specimens. Some um, people can get to know them. I've had a lot of responses. We've had a lot of mom blogs review the book, and a comment that seems to pop up all over is most people think that these opossums are not particularly attractive, but they find a photograph uh, that's in the book to be very cute. So I guess I guess that's a compliment. No, it is. It is. I mean, yeah. looking at it, absolutely, you know, almost cuddly. But well, and I also try to convey some of the natural history things so you can see that prehensile tail that curls around on the right side of the page. Um, and when I do programs, I talk about how uh, they carry the, 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 the babies, the mother will carry the babies about peanut size when they come out in their marsupium in the front. So, you know, there, there are nocturnal animals in the book, and then there are diurnal animals, so some nighttime animals, some daytime animals. Um, tried to include all kinds of different um, vertebrates and invertebrates so people can learn about a variety of animals. Well, we have one more book to give away, so the next call that comes in, actually the third, number three will make it, uh, Matt, so the third call to come in, so one, two, three, the third call to come in, number three, is going to be a winner of the book, and it's called Curious Critters by David Fitzsimmons, available in bookstores and online, and of course his website is curious-critters.com, if you want to check that out, or just go to talkinpets.com and you'll see it in the news section there, um, T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com, talkinpets.com. David, do you have anything, like, you've got this book that's just come out, and you got another one coming out next? 
Well, actually, earlier this summer, my book called Animals of Ohio's Ponds and Vernal Pools came out through Kent State University Press. I teach at Ashland University, and they gave me some research grants to do work on that book. And actually, the photography in that book is a good friend of mine named Gary Maceros. I did the writing in that book. It's a full-length, a couple-hundred-page book, um, and uh, teaches about ponds and vernal pools. Vernal pools are depressions that fill up with rain in late winter or early spring, hence the name vernal, and then they dry out. And so it's a special breeding habitat, especially for uh, amphibians. You know, it's funny because I was going to ask you the definition of a vernal pool. <laughs> and so I'm glad you put that in there. In this book here, uh, the last uh, two-page spread includes a spotted salamander, and these are in the group called mole salamanders, and they use vernal pools which fill up um, in the spring and then dry out as a, a specialized breeding habitat. And the, the key thing, John, is that the vernal pools dry out, and so fish can't live there, and that means the fish can't prey upon the eggs of these amphibians and other specialized species that use vernal pools. Now, how did you choose? And I, I mean, right at the end of the book, there's the glossary, and then of, of course you've got, yeah, you know, you've got some definitions of what an arachnid is, of course, and caterpillar, and you have, for instance, gill in there. there was, did you only put certain ones in here for a reason? Well, I went through the book and probably had about 60 words that I thought about defining. Um, some of them were used multiple times, so those made it in. And then the words that I felt were most important for children to learn about, uh, some of the ones that were key terms in science, especially life sciences, those were the ones uh, that I kept in here. I, I, I noticed here, uh, trill. Is that how you say it? Trill? Trill, right, exactly. A vibrating or rapidly pulsing sound similar to the sound of a police whistle. Well, and that comes from the first two-page spread with the the American bullfrog and the American toad. And the American toad, he just makes sort of a trilling sound. It's not some kind of a big roar sound, which is what the the American bullfrog says in his little piece when he gets a chance to talk. So I wanted to have the uh, the toad sort of respond and say, well, I don't make a loud kind of call, but instead just this quiet trilling sort of sound. It's actually a very pleasant sound. In the in the, in the summer, you can hear the the call. It's it's a very calming sound. Which was the most difficult animal to take a picture here from uh, from your book? Boy, that's a that's a tough question. Um, the turtles typically stay fairly stationary. Um, the the praying mantis. There's a photograph of a praying mantis across the page from that jumping spider that we talked about. And I actually had to take about 250 photographs of the praying mantis to get the one that I used here. So that was sometimes the insects can be very fast moving. Um, also, the the southern flying squirrel, which appears early in the book, he's paired with a, a big brown bat. Now that's a cute creature. Yeah, yeah, it's very cute, but they're frenetic. They're very fast, and so some of these fast mammals are very difficult to get a photograph uh, of. So sometimes you feel very fortunate at the end of a photo session to have a good shot. What? The brown bat seems pretty unhappy either. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> Not very pretty. I don't like the teeth. <laughs> no, no, the big brown bat has his, uh, his sharp teeth showing, and I don't want to scare off people because bats are such neat creatures, and, and you know, I think too many people fear them. They're, they're actually quite beneficial to humans. But um, that when the teeth were shown, it made such an interesting photograph. And we know that they eat uh, all kinds of insects, which really helps uh, humans because they, they cut down some of those vectors of disease. You know, I noticed actually in the news, I don't know if you've seen it, Adriana, too, but um, David, did you notice like, there's been some stories out there that they've been reporting that the bats, the bat populations are having some issues because of the, the warming. And I guess with, you know, they're mosquito, with eating the mosquitoes and bugs and stuff like that. And um, I guess because of the temperatures, it's kind of affecting their... Um, their lifestyle. 
Yes, certainly uh, bat populations are in danger right now, and so anything that I can do to get people to recognize how important these animals are, um, I certainly hope that this book is one step to bringing people closer to some of these animals that are in danger, and populations across the Midwest here are particularly in danger, and, um, and so I ho- hope this is one, one more piece uh, in the puzzle in trying to help the species. Well, that was one of the things that I noticed when your book came across my desk was that the photography just jumped right out at me. And it was cool because there's a lot of interesting facts in this book about these creatures. And, of course, having the gray tree frog right on the front front cover of the book, just it was gorgeous. Well, the gray tree frog was sort of a natural, sorry for the pun, choice. Um, it's it's sitting in a very humble pose. Um, if, if you could call it its hands, its front feet are folded almost in sort of a spiritual meditative meditative sort of pose. And then secondly, uh, those big eyes really stare right out at you. And that's one of the keys to my photography technique for this book, is to get down on the level of the animals, John and Adriana. Um, sometimes we're always above these animals looking down on them. And I want to remind people that we're just one more animal on the earth with all these others. And so um, it's actually part of the message that we're right on the same plane with the animals. And then thirdly, it's a green animal. And uh, because we're in such a green period, I want to remind people about environmentalism through just the, the symbolic color. David, I want to thank you for coming on to the program with us. We've got to go out. But um, thanks so much, and the best of luck with, of course, Curious Critters. Thank you very much, John Adrian. And if you want a signed copy of the book, go to curious-critters.com. I hand sign and dedicate the book. So I look forward to helping lots of children across the country sounds, to know animals. Sounds awesome. good. Thank you. Thank you. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Lucky, L-U-C-K-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service is the best, most cost-effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website. PetLifeRadio.com Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Welcome to Sassy Seniors, a show about our fabulous older dogs and cats. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. You know, I wanted to create a show to really showcase our senior pets. And you know, as a human population ages and lives longer, of course, so are our wonderful pets. But many of us with aging pets, it's so interesting. We have a tough time realizing or really admitting that they are seniors. So in a way, I kind of like to think of our senior pets as, as wise puppies. What do you think about that? Be sure to join us for another dish of Sassy Seniors. And remember, celebrate your senior pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com.
Wild Turkey ruins another family holiday. Oh no, not the Wild Turkey booze this time. A real Wild Turkey. With the Talking Bets News Brief, I'm Bob Page. A Wild Turkey apparently flew into Eaton Park Restaurant, and on of all days, Thanksgiving. 15-pound turkey was found among a pile of shattered glass on the carpet near some booths and tables. Nobody was inside the restaurant at the time as it was closed for the holiday. A police officer responded when the building's alarm went off. He then goes on to say the turkey flew into the window but did not fly out. The turkey was probably roosting in one of the nearby trees in a wooded area and just went for a flight in the morning and smashed through the window. A turkey fighting back. Imagine that on Thanksgiving. How ironic. Reporting for Talking Bets, I'm Bob Page. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? A little too ironic. And yeah, I really do think. It's like radio! And you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. O. We were just speaking with, of course, the author of Curious Critters. And his name is David Fitzsimmons. And like I said, you can find his book um, online, or you can find it in bookstores. You can go to... Uh, his website, which is curious-critters.com, or else you can go to talkingpets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com, and right there in our news section on the homepage, you'll see the uh, the, the frog that we're talking about. I wonder why it's called a gray, gray bull, or a gray, what was it, a gray tree frog? Um, but it looks green. But it's called gray. Did you notice that? Maybe it just looks green to you, John. I'm serious. I thought I actually thought that it's a gray tree frog, but it looks green. It's actually a very beautiful book altogether, though. No, it is. It's gorgeous. Some photography. amazing photography inside that book. And it's wonderful for kids, which is the main. Make issue. a lovely yeah. Christmas present. Absolutely. Actually, uh, David's celebrating the turkey holiday right now with his family, so he broke out to uh, come on air with us and watch our craziness in the beginning of the show. <laughs> But uh, that was David Fitzsimmons. Once again, the book is called Curious Critters. You can get it in bookstores and online. But we have one more left, so if somebody calls in right now to our producer, Mr. Matt, um, Matt will actually take your information, and the book will be yours. And it will be autographed, actually, from David Fitzsimmons, and it's called Curious Critters. And like Bobby said, it is a good you know holiday gift, too, because it's really, if somebody's into photography and animals, you're going to love this book. And actually, if you go on to our our webcam right now, you can see I'm holding the book up, and like I said, you can see it on our news section too, but that's the book that I'm holding up. Make a very nice coffee table book. Yeah, it's interesting though, when you hold the book up on the cover, you see the gray tree frog, but when you turn it around, there's that red bug, which is not as pretty. Interesting. Nice shades of red, but I don't know. I don't like bugs. Do you like bugs? Not particularly, no. Have you ever had anybody come into East West General Hospital and say, here's my pet and it's like a cockroach or something? No, no, nothing. No? (laughs) (laughs) Give it time. 866-606-TALK is the number. 866-606-8255. Welcome to your medical and your behavior questions as well. Hey, I want to put out there, you guys, if you go onto my homepage, talkinpets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, pets.com, please vote for us. Or Basically, you could just view the commercial that we shot a couple weeks ago. It's for the Super Bowl. We're in a running right now with uh, Doritos that, you know, the most views, and we could be picked as a finalist. And the name of it is Lady D. But if you go on to my website, TalkinPets.com, no G in the talk, and right there on the homepage under the news section, you'll see a picture. 
and it says Lady D. Just click on that, and it'll tell you what to do. But basically, you're going to go to CrashTheSuperBowl.com. When it opens up, you can skip the intro, and then just go to the gallery. And on the bottom of the gallery, you'll see Search. Put in Search there. Put in Lady D. Lady D. D as in Dorito. Lady D, and you'll see the commercial that we shot. And that's me, the bodyguard. And um, if we get the most uh, views, we actually go to the Super Bowl. So uh, pretty cool. Help me out there. So uh, vote, vote, go on. And don't go on anybody else's because I, curiosity will kill the cat, you know. And basically, if you see everybody else's, that means they're getting votes every time you click on it. Just click on Lady D. So uh, do it today, if you would, please. And pass it along to all your friends because uh, you can only go on for so long. But again, it's uh, right there on our homepage. You guys haven't viewed it yet, right? No? you got to see it. And there is a link to it right on our Facebook wall, and it's been posted to Twitter. And if you go to the Facebook page, there's the exact directions telling you exactly what to do so you don't mess up. Yeah, please do. <laughs> go on. Go on and view. View, view. Lady D. You know, and we could do the Super Bowl commercial. That'd be cool. You ever see those? The Dorito commercials? Yeah. They, they started it like last year. Uh-huh. There was the one where the dog was in the backyard last year and came running towards the guy who was eating the Dorito behind the glass door, and mm-hmm. the dog pounces on the door and goes flying down. It was funny. So, you know, and I find that actually during the Super Bowl commercials and stuff like that, but anything to do with TV or movies, whenever they put an animal in it, it seems to do much better. Yeah, I mean, they seem to be more popular. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Betty White. <laughs> if you're Betty White, then, you know, you win over everything. I wonder, you know, she's got to do a commercial this year. Uh, what was it, the Snickers commercial that uh-huh. she did was probably one of the top ones. And um, But I love Betty. 866-606-TALK is our number, 866-606-8255. Like I said, we have one book left of Curious Critters, and you call, it's yours. Just tell Matt you want the book, and we'll get it out to you, 866-606-8255. You know, with all the, the different animals that are in Curious uh, Critters at East West Animal Hospital, I know I asked you if you saw any snakes that came in, but what's the weirdest animal that you had in? Anything mm. bizarre yet? Um... Not uh, well. There was a there was a frog a long time ago. I was supposed to be a wild frog, but this lady kept it. I had no idea. You know, I think I found out after a long time after. <laughs> Unfortunately, he didn't have a good ending. Um, he was like pretty old, like ten or eleven. So. How long did he like a frog typically live? You're not sure. Depends. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sometimes I do see some, get to see some animals that normally are not uh, very popular pets. Um, and then um, we work with a lot of wildlife rehabbers, so we get to see some really cool um Do you ever have wildlife. a deer come in? No. No? No, no. I've heard of some, some clinics in the area that uh-huh. had deer come in, especially fawn. Yes. So. You know, you get to hit back cars. and But we do see a lot of wildlife birds. And, and they're mating right now, by the way, mm-hmm. deer. So yeah. you got to be careful. Be careful. Be careful if you're, you're out there driving, driving out there. Mm-hmm. they're not thinking about what's on the other side of the road other than mm-hmm. that female deer. So, you know. Exactly. Puts Be a whole new out there. Austin Powers, you know. Oh, you're horny, baby. <laughs> and not just the ones on my head. <laughs> 866-606-TALK is the number. 866-606-8255. From myself, John Patch. Dr. O. Franklin Delano, Juniorville. Okay. So, spay and neuter your pets, help control that pet population. Thanks for joining us here in this hour of Talking Pets. Like I said, you know, it's like that that end of the turkey day thing. It's like when you're on vacation for a week and you come back in front of the mic. Still turkey fever. What do you call it, Bobby? Turkey coma. Turkey coma. There you go. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us in this hour. Do us a favor. Go on to the website. Check out the information. And please, 
take a view at Lady D. Go on to CrashTheSuperBowl.com, put in Lady D, and you'll watch our commercial. Vote for us. This is Talking Pets. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.